0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ole Miss running back Quinshawn Judkins has entered his name into the transfer portal, and by golly, I want the Florida Gators to pursue him. We'll talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every. Day. Thanks, Megan Locked on Gators. Your first listen of the day. You are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast as well as on YouTube. Happy Friday, baby. The first Friday of 2024 is here. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports Giants, Country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked on College or use code Locked on for $20 off your first purchase. And we're going to talk about Quinchon Judkins. I got a couple of messages from the subtext group about him when he hit the portal. Uh, if you're not a part of the subtext group, join subtext.com slash Gators, uh, And it's two weeks free, five bucks a month after that. But for Florida, Quinchon Judkins is someone that you should pursue. Uh, the, the texts that I got were, oh, should Florida go after him? Hell yeah. Here's Here's why. First off, there's an interesting approach to the NFL draft that best player available. And the theory is no matter what your need is, no matter what that you just take the best player available, you stack talent and you play them. There's also the more recent theory of best player available at a position of need. Where you just go, all right, these are positions we need. We're gonna take the best player available at any of those positions, and we're gonna call that a day. Well, Quinshawn Judkins might be the best player truly available in the transfer portal for Florida. And he's at a position that I think Florida does need to address in the transfer portal. I don't think you needed to address the transfer or address the running back position with. Sean Judge. I, like, I don't think you needed to add an elite running back, but here's the facts of the situation. Montreal Johnson has not officially announced at the time of recording this on Thursday night, has not officially announced that he is returning to Florida in 2024. Even if he does return to Florida in 2024, you need to improve your running back room. I am a I'm a fan of all of the guys in the room, absolutely. But I don't like to like I don't, I don't like the approach of, oh, we're gonna have to rely on a lot of young guys. Young guys are volatile. I don't like to rely on volatility. So for me, I think that you have to look at Quinshawn Judkins. Um, he's arguably the best back in the SEC, one of the best backs in the country, decent as a pass catcher. I'll say, I'll say he's decent. He's all right. in pass pro. And and here's the thing. He's got a, a good deal of experience in pass protection. Like he was asked to do that a lot for Ole Miss and he did a decent job at it. Like, I, cause I don't expect my running back in pass pro to be the best pass blocker on the team at all. I just need you to show a little bit of effort. Maybe learn from your mistakes of just randomly trying to throw your shoulder into people. I don't know. Maybe just learn from that. But for Florida, You've got Montrell Johnson is still undecided. Yes, the expectation is that he will return to the Florida Gators in 2024. However, that's been the expectation since before the season ended. We've been saying, okay, we expect Montrell to come back. He hasn't yet made that announcement. And I'm not saying, like, this isn't one of those situations where we go, oh, the longer it takes, then the less likely it is that he comes back. It's just one of those situations where I'm going to say he's not announced his decision yet, which to me just tells me he's not completely sold on either on either uh, whatever his decision may be. He's not completely set in stone. He hasn't made that announcement. You don't wait. Like Montreal's a good back. Quinchon Judkins is an elite one at the college level. The only reason Quinshon Judkins didn't declare for the NFL draft is because he's not draft eligible yet. So he can't, but he's still one of the best backs in the country, without a doubt. Like It's not even a little bit up for debate. He's incredibly talented. And I, I will say the expectation or, or the, the rumor going around here about Ole Miss or from Ole Miss' side of things is that this is an NIL situation which hasn't typically gone well for Florida. Um, but this is an NIL situation in the sense of my understanding is Jackson Dart did his NIL deal with Ole Miss a couple days ago. And then now Quinshawn Judkins is like, well, I, I deserve more money than I'm getting. So I'm going to hit the portal here and get that money. And I know that typically a lot of, Florida Gators fans, myself included, are like, all right, well, if it's an NIL thing, Florida's not going to really be involved in it. Here's the catch on that. If it's an NIL thing for an elite player, Florida can get involved in it. Because the way that NIL has worked for Florida and recruiting, and I've like hinted at this before, but I've never really straight up said it, but the way that NIL and recruiting works for Florida is that staff or whoever it is needs to go to the boosters and say hey we we want this amount of money for this player and we think they're worth it and then get the money from the boosters it's not just like boosters like hey here's I, i'm just here's xyz amount of money here's 10 million dollars whatever it is go build your team which is the way it should be, by the way. I just want to point that one out. It should be that way, um, but it's not. And so Florida has to go, all right, hey, this elite player is in the portal. This elite player out of high school is considering us. We need this amount of money to lock them down. And you either get that money or you don't. But it's not just like a a pool that you just have here. You have to go get that money for that specific player and go get it. Quinshawn Judkins is a damn good football player. I do think he's a player where whoever it is that has to go to these boosters goes to the boosters and says, Hey, we want this amount of money for Quinchon. If it's a million, whatever it is, just say, Hey, we need, we want this amount of money to go bring in an all sec caliber back an all American caliber back. And we want to bring him into an offense right here. Cause here's the thing you had, Trevor Etienne and Montrell Johnson. And they both got plenty of touches. Like, I I, I don't care about the give Trevor Etienne the ball more argument that people want to bring up. And I especially don't care about it because they split carries relatively down the middle. And Trevor Etienne still got banged up. So I don't, I really don't understand the argument of you need to give him the ball more because he got banged up a couple of times this year while splitting carries. Some guys just aren't built to be workhorses, and that's fine, but I, I will say that. So you have Quinchon Judkins, if you could bring him in, and you have Marshall Johnson, and I, I think Quinchon Judkins is better than Trevor Etienne. I think Trevor Etienne was the top three back in the SEC, but I think Quinchon Judkins is quite possibly top one back in the SEC. Uh, so I do think that you go out and you get Quinchon Judkins if you can, In Florida, like they're cooking in the portal right now. You're doing a good job. You need running back help. You can upgrade your running back room from 2023, which you had one of the running one of the best running back rooms in the in the SEC in 2023. You can upgrade that. You have the opportunity to do that with Quinchon Judkins. Like a a Quinchon Judkins does not hit the portal frequently. You go and you you get after that. You make the move. You make the call. I don't care if it's Billy Napier. I don't care if it's Jabari Jalouk. I don't care if it's offensive <laughs> coordinator Rob Sale. I don't care who it is. You go and you make the call to whatever boosters you need to go. And if this is an NIL thing, you go, all right, play ball. Like, play ball. Sure, try to negotiate it down. I don't care. Play ball here. This is a fantastic running back. And if I'm Billy Napier, I'm looking at Quinshon Jenkins and I'm seeing an elite running back from Ole Miss. I'm going, all right. Ole Miss took an elite player out of the portal from us. We could take a better one out of the portal from them. Lane Kiffin likes to talk a whole bunch of trash. We, we can bring in Quinshon Judkins, and guess what? He gets to play against Ole Miss. When Quinshon Judkins announced that he was entering the transfer portal yesterday, Lane Kiffin tweeted a picture of him on, on, a, on a boat a yacht. I don't know what the hell it was. It was like the back of a boat with a fishing rod hanging off. That was his response to Quinshawn Judkins hitting the portal. If I'm Billy Napier or anybody that's recruiting Quinshawn Judkins, I'm saying, hey, see that tweet? We play him next year. We play him in 2024. Late in the season too, if they're making an SEC push or if they're making a Natty push, You can help end that. And that's my big selling point. Sure, whatever money you want, we'll try to get that. We'll get as close to possible as that. You can ruin his season when you said you were hitting the portal and he posted about fishing. And Jackson Dart put on his Instagram story a Tom Brady speech about selfish people. You can ruin their year. Just saying, you you have an impact, you have a, the possibility of doing that. It's in the swamp too. That's my big selling point for Quinchon Jenkins. But the Florida Gators did add two players yesterday through the transfer portal. And we'll talk about them in just a second. But first we're gonna get a quick word from FanDuel. Today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. We're in the last week of the season, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets. You don't even have to win anymore. It's win or lose. It used to be $5 money line that wins. You don't even have to do that anymore. It's just win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. You can bet on Cade Cunningham assists, which is, despite how horrible the Pistons are, Cade's assists are like, it's a money-printing machine here. Cade Cunningham is the reason for inflation. He's just printing money out here. Um, whether it's parlays, the boosts that have been so damn good, its it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Visit fanduelcom slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. is an official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And the Florida Gators made quite a bit of noise yesterday by adding Grayson Howard, out of the transfer portal. Grayson Howard, of course, was at South Carolina last season in 2023. So before this past season, he was a highly rated recruit out of Jacksonville, Florida. He is an immediate improvement over Scooby Williams at linebacker. And for me, that's the big selling point. Like for starters, he's actually an off-ball linebacker. When Scooby Williams entered the... And we talked about this yesterday because we went live after Grayson committed. When Scooby Williams entered the transfer portal, I said, hey, I like Scooby. Love him. Big fan of him as a player. I don't think he's an off-ball linebacker. I think he's best suited to play the edge. However, he was playing off-ball linebacker for the Florida Gators. Okay? More worrisome, he was starting at off-ball linebacker for the Florida Gators. So when I look at the off-ball linebacker room, inside linebacker, whatever you want to call it. Scooby Williams wasn't good or wasn't great. Wasn't good, but he was a starter. He was like still the best you had available, according to the coaching staff that started. He left. That's why it mattered. I get it. So many people are like, oh yeah, like, you you know, he's not good. He's not good, but he's the best option you had. That matters. Then. Grayson Howard enters the portal. Grayson Howard commits to Florida. And you've gone from, oh, we just lost our starter, who wasn't even good, to now we've upgraded. And again, I I love Scooby. I think he's a fantastic communicator. I think he just wasn't an off-ball linebacker. And he played there, which I will give you even more credit for because I've been in a room before where guys are like, that's not my position. I'm not going to do that, even if it helps the team. And that's essentially what I think Scooby did. I, I I think that Scooby was like, that's not where I'm from. Like he's recruited as an off, he was recruited as an edge rusher, played off ball linebacker for Florida. And so I've been in spots where guys are not willing to to play different positions. Where guys are like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's not my spot. That's not what I want to play. Um. And, and so for Scooby, like intangibles as, as far as his character, everything fantastic. I think he's an okay off-ball linebacker, but he's not good, and I think he's best suited to the edge. You've upgraded there now, which I cannot talk about how much you've upgraded your linebacker play, not just your linebacker room, your linebacker play with this offseason so far. You've put your linebackers in better situations. Completely disregard who's back there. I don't care if it, it's Shamar, Grayson Howard, Miles Graham, Aaron Childs, Adarius Hayes, or the original Ray Lewis. Uh, I don't care who you have back there. You've upgraded your linebacker play just by putting better defensive linemen in front of, like Joey Slackman, I've said, is a big improvement to your linebacker room. And he's playing defensive line, interior defensive lineman the interior defensive line at that too. But Joey Slackman improves your linebacker play. I've said 20% is is the number I put. 20% of linebacker play is who's in front of you. Which defensive linemen are in front of you? Cam Jackson's a damn good one. Especially as far as improving linebacker play because he's taken up two blockers in the run game. That frees up line that frees up your linebackers. And if he's two-gapping, as in, let's say he's lined up directly in front of the center, if his responsibilities are if the run goes either side of the center, that's you, even better. So I I think that Cam Jackson helps you a ton. Putting Joey Slackman next to Cam Jackson makes it even better. I'm a fan of Caleb Banks. I I think he's done pretty well. I think that you could play Cam Jackson, Caleb Banks, and Joey Slackman all at the same time. I don't think that happens frequently, if at all. But I think you could play Cam Jackson at the nose and then Caleb Banks, Joey Slackman at that three-tech spot and the F, the five-tech spot. That I think you could play them all at the same time in obvious in obvious running downs or, or expected running situations. And then your linebackers behind them are improved because they're going to have cleaner lanes to attack. And so you've improved your linebacker play with the defensive line. However, by adding Grayson Howard, you've improved your linebacker play by improving your linebacker room. That's huge. Like Grayson Howard, he's going to play off-ball linebacker and occasionally come down to the edge, Reportedly, um, I think it was Dave Waters that said that, that that's what he heard is going to be the plan. We'll see how much that's really put into effect for Grayson. I, he's got better size than Scooby Williams, which maybe makes that a a more realistic approach to things. But Scooby didn't do that frequently at all. Like the expectation is, oh, he's going to replace Scooby in that role. Scooby barely did that. Like Scooby did it against Utah. Scooby did it against Florida State. And Scooby did it against South Carolina. And that was kind of it. Aside from that, it was like a couple of snaps per game. Those were the only games in which he did it more than five times in a game. So for Grayson, I think that his length is going to help him there. He, he's a couple inches taller than Scooby. He's a bit heavier than Scooby. So I think he's better suited to do that, sure. But I'm not sure how much he's really going to do it as far as what the plan is. Also, to me, adding Grayson Howard, who played at South Carolina, where they played a lot of press man and with with a linebacker in the zone and the linebacker sometimes in man himself – I think that there's further points to what I've been talking about this week of based on the movements that this Florida staff is making right now defensively, I think that they're telling us they want to play a little bit more man coverage this year. I I think that that's what they're telling us, whether or not that's really what they do, or if they're looking at these guys and they're like, all right, well, they could do what we, what we want to do defensively. Like they can, they can do that or we think that they can translate to do that is different. But I think that the additions that they've made and the moves that they've made, is they want to play more man, But also, when when we talked about Quinchon Judkins' last segment, I said, sometimes you just look at a guy and you go, we're going to add the best player available at a position of need. That's what Grayson Howard is. So maybe I'm overlooking it as far as the guys that they're looking at play more press man, They or well, Grayson wouldn't really play press man, but play more man coverage. Um, maybe I'm overlooking it, and they're, it's, they're truly just adding the best player available at positions of need. And, and those are the guys that happen to be available and the best ones at the position of need. Like we said, it's a talent acquisition business. Billy Napier said that when he got here and for all of the criticism that he deserves, he, he's kind of cleaning up in the transfer portal so far this off season. And so uh, I think that Grayson Howard's a huge addition there. We do have to talk also about George Gums Jr. from Florida uh, for Florida who committed yesterday from northern illinois before we do that a quick word from game time bowl season done basically if you want to go to the championship game and watch what's probably going to be a hell of a game tickets are available if you're ready for nfl playoffs which are steadily increasing or or, or approaching you can do that too game time is the place for last minute ticket deals the Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, guess what? Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LockedOnCollege. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code LockedOnCollege. For $20 with Game Time to so download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about George Gums Jr. First thing that we have to talk about, the Florida Gators, Maction. I just, I just want to throw that one out there. George Gumbs Jr. is an edge rusher from Northern Illinois. Uh, so he's with the Huskies there. Eh. As far as Northern Illinois, not George Gums Jr. Um, I, I don't necessarily care for NIU. Um, when I was a sophomore, Florida got ranked to number 16 after beating Arkansas in Fayetteville and I'm pretty sure the next week lost to Northern Illinois. So I just want to point that one out. When I was a sophomore in college, uh, they did that, which was almost a decade. I graduated high school a decade ago, and I'm just realizing that. Oh, Jesus, that's miserable. Um, Anyway, back to Florida football. George Gumbs Jr. is a Florida Gator. Florida adding one edge rusher from Maction. They're looking at another in Cassius Howell. And before we talk too much about George Gumbs, I do want to say, even with the addition of George Gumbs Jr., absolutely still try to hammer home getting Cassius Howell from Bowling Green wrapped up his visit last night. If I'm not mistaken in Gainesville said that he loved it, said that it exceeded expectations, said that it's going to be hard to live up to with any other school that might be recruiting him. But I, I still think you have to try to land him. Even if you did land Cassius Howell, George comes adding him great. Like you needed help at edge add edge. So, Cassius Howell, still someone you have to pursue. George Gumbs Jr. did commit. And I will say, personally, I don't expect a ton from him this season. It's it's just where I'm at. Uh, He's got, I believe, two or three years of eligibility because eligibility is just a fake, fake, fake thing now. Uh, What's his name at Oklahoma State? Alan Bowman, the QB, just got a seventh year of eligibility. Um, So eligibility is fake now. But George Gumbs Jr. from Northern Illinois was committed to Cincinnati. Then Florida flipped him from Cincinnati to themselves. And when you look at the production, it's not there at all. Because last year, as in 2023, this past year, was his first year playing as an edge rusher. Prior to that, he was a tight end. So yeah, he had 17 pressures, four sacks on Pro Football Focus. Because he he's just learning how to play. He also didn't start um, because he was still learning how to play. But he he's just learning the position. Like this isn't something where it's like oh yeah you're you're you you're an edge rusher that that's been doing it since high school. No, he was a tight end that played like he was in the rotation as a tight end. Uh, He just moved to edge rusher, probably saw a a higher ceiling there, probably saw a a better future there, if we're being honest. It's also important to talk about how of his 17 pressures and four sacks, two of those sacks came against Southern Illinois, uh, which significantly lower level from Northern Illinois. So two of those sacks came against lesser competition, I I simply put, I don't think he's going to be a big-time contributor this year. I'd be glad if I'm wrong. I think he's got a very high ceiling. I just don't see him as someone that's going to be a big-time impact player in 2024. And perhaps the staff sees differently. I would would hope they see him as an impact player, um, considering adding him. But I, I truly just think he's like one of those guys where you go, all right, we're going to add you as a depth piece or a rotational piece. I'll, I'll say rotational. Um, I realize that a lot of times That's there's a lot of these different things with depth and rotation. I think he'll be a rotational player. I just don't think he's going to be starting. I'm not sure if he's going to be the first man off the, off the sideline there. I also think it's really hard to talk about what the edge rotation is going to look like for the Florida Gators because we don't truly know who's going to be at what spot? George Gumbs Jr. Uh, is is not going to be playing the F. He's pretty much a pure Jack linebacker. He's going to be that that princely Miami Allen stand up edge rusher role. Will Kelby Collins be playing the F, or will he be doing both like he did last year? Will TJ Circe be playing Jack, where I think he's best suited for, or will he be playing around both spots? So I think that. The difficult part about really trying to figure out what this edge rotation is going to look like is just how many bodies we're going to have, especially if Florida adds Casher's Howell, who I do think they will eventually add Cassius Howell. Uh, not sure how soon it happens, if you're just going to keep feeling things out, but enrollments steadily approaching, admissions. Uh, you got to be enrolled in classes in order to be eligible. I would think Casher's Howell is trying to be eligible for the spring, so I think Casher's Howell would take that spot i don't i don't think that george gumps is was added i don't think george gumps was added with the intention of being a starter in 2024 i think similar to Deuce spurlock let us do spurlock in 2022 was a backup a true freshman for michigan didn't play like pure depth did not play when florida took him in i said all right I'm going to look at him as basically in addition to the high school class, but also I'm looking at him as we went into the portal for a guy that's not going to contribute in year one, might in year two, because you do still have him. And George Gumbs Jr. I look at the same way of, I don't think he was taken with the intention to be an impact player in year one. And if he was, then we have either there so good at this and they just nailed that evaluation or we're going to be having a rough conversation about the eval here but i don't think he was taken to be a year one impact but i think they took him saying all right we either get an impact from him in year two or he does make that jump because it's very possible for a guy who's learning a position specifically like edge where you take a huge jump in your second year playing it I don't think it's as frequent as making that jump back corner or safety, but I do think as you get closer to the line of scrimmage, you get more likely to to take that next step on your learning a position. I think you get more likely to take that next step physically, more likely to take that next step technically as a pass rusher specifically. I think that you do have a a higher boom potential there, and maybe that's the the thought process behind George Gumbs of, Maybe he contributes in year one with Florida if he takes that big jump as a second year edge rusher. Maybe not, but either way, by year two in Gainesville, we expect him to be an impact player. So that that's my thought. I still think you need to add Cassius Howell. He's still the guy that I'm like, all right, you, you nail that one home and you add an even better edge presence to your team and your defensive line there. It's pretty damn good, right? At least in my opinion. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe. Actually, yeah, we will be back later today. We're going to have a little bit of a crossover action with Lance Daw of Lockdown Kentucky for the game tomorrow. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at wms underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, country, NFL 33. And as always, I'll see you all next time.